I'm Hermann Stern, the founder and CEO of Overmod and the developer of the Overmod method. Today we speak about our index research. Our index research is something very special. We apply the Obermott method on entire markets. So we take, for instance, the Standard Poor's 500 index, which is a market of large US companies, and we calculate the rank for each stock, and then the average rank for all those stocks, weighted by the market capitalization for assessing the rank for the entire market. So the value rank of the Standard Poor's 500 is the weighted average rank of each individual stock in that market. This allows us to identify markets that are cheap and markets that are expensive. Now we do this with our Obermott method because we have a decisive advantage over how it's done normally. Typically when researchers or journalists assess a market, you know, in terms of value, growth or safety, they look at the average metrics in that market. But that then means that the result is diluted by the industries. So in Switzerland, where we have lots of pharma stocks right now, it would basically mean the price-earning ratios of the pharma industry dominates the index in Switzerland. This means that assessing that index based on absolute valuation ratios gives you a diluted information. You only know that a certain market is cheap because it happens to have a certain industry. In Switzerland, the pharma industry, for instance, right now is dominant. But we don't want to have that. We want to know which market as an entire market is cheap. And for that reason, we need to assess each company relative to their industry. And that's what we do with our index research, which we do once a year in January. We've done it right now. Let's look at the results. You can find the research under the menu item top 10 on our website, and then there it says index research. And when you go to that web page, you can sort by value. If you do this, first what you see is that many of the expensive markets with a very low valuation ratio, value ratio at Obermott, are US markets. You know, the oil equipment services, for instance, consumer, the NASDAQ, of course, Dow Jones, these are all expensive markets. This is something we would expect because normally when there is a lot of growth, which it is right now in the US, you have expensive markets. So that's not a big surprise. But what is a big surprise here is India. India is the, you know, the one with the third lowest value rank worldwide. So you have a market that is extremely expensive. India is very expensive. Of course, it's growing also. Its growth rank is at 57 above average, but India is risky. So this is something I will probably take my hands off. On the other hand, if you take the Nasdaq 100, it is almost at the same level with a value rank of 22, but it has a growth rank of 69 and it's a very safe market. We know it's a very established market. Why is 69 such a good number? Because we make average ranks across many, many stocks. The ranks do not go from 1 to 100 anymore as they do for our individual stocks. So a rank, a combined, no, an average rank of 69 in the US is already at the upper end. 
you know, maybe there is one at 71 or 72, but that's the maximum average rank that you can get. So if you have a market like NASDAQ, 69 growth and 22 value is a very intuitive picture. Of course, you want to look at cheap markets and not expensive markets. So let's sort the other way around. The cheapest markets with the best value ranks are, again, no surprises. It's very risky companies such as Russia and Turkey, Taiwan, and also, to, to my big surprise, South Korea. But then South Korea, I see, has a growth rank of 42, while the other ones are above growth above average in their ranks. So it again, you know, is a good explanation. South Korea right now has a growth problem with their stocks. They grow relatively less than other comparable companies in other markets. And for that reason, probably South Korea is quite cheap right now. So this I find actually an interesting market to look at because it's not going to stay that low for a long time. You have a similar situation in Japan with 36 and 38 uh, uh, growth ranks. Again, there we have quite uh, good value ranks, which means uh, these markets are quite cheap. But what is a surprise with me that I see here is the Germany uh, high-tech index, the the tech docs, which has not only a high value rank above average, 54, it also has a below average growth rank. And that's definitely something you would not expect from technology companies. So maybe that index is misleading in the name that they've been using for that index. What everybody wants is a lot of good value and a lot of growth. But then, of course, you have the risky companies, Russia, Turkey, Taiwan, and Mexico, but also interesting U.S. healthcare. Also pretty good value, pretty good growth, There must be something wrong there. Who knows? We have done index research originally to find interesting entire markets. And over the years, we've been doing that now for five, six years, we learned that they don't really exist. The markets are very rational in how they're valued. A market is what it is. If you have high expectations for a market, then it's probably going to be expensive. So you cannot really cherry pick when it goes to markets, which is something you would expect because, you know, a market is not a cherry and a company is a cherry. A market is more like a cherry plantation. So when you want to do cherry picking, you have to actually pick stocks and you can't pick entire markets. The only reason why you would pick an entire market, let's say, if you invest in an ETF, is to diversify um, effortless into an area where you're not exposed yet. But don't expect outperformance from that investment. This is going to be a typical return expectation, which means if you happen to be invested in a market that has that, that grew a lot, where the share prices went up a lot, it's because expectations changed over time. So if you want to cherry pick, you cannot choose markets. You have to choose individual stocks. For this reason, I'm using index research more just to learn what's actually happening out there. What is the mood? Where do people think it's safe? And where is growth actually happening? And it's not so much a way to find investment opportunities. If I want to find investment opportunities, I look for individual stocks. That's my decision. And I wish you a lot of success with your decision. (music) 